Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Okay, let's go ahead and do it then. This is the Growing in Grace podcast. Joel Brzezicki, along with Mike Kapler. Thank you for coming along. Uh, hey, check out all of our podcasts. Um, we got several of them, just a few anyway, at growingandgrace.org. All of the past episodes of our podcast are archived there, so you can find anything you want. There's a search feature on there. Uh, you can search for topics and uh, things that we might have talked about, see if there's something you want to know if we've talked about that. You might find it there. Mike Kapler, what's happening? Good to be with you again, Joel. I love getting together for these podcasts because it gives us a chance to talk things out. Now in our 18th year here at growingandgrace.org, all the past archived programs are right there. Um, I know sometimes people stumble onto us through one way, shape, or form. They might be brand new listeners, and they might not even be aware of the growingandgrace.org website, which features uh, program number one all the way up until this one with the most recent podcasts first. But yeah, so it gives us a chance to uh, just talk some things out. As as we mentioned on, on a, a recent podcast, uh, you know, growing in the knowledge of the truth, growing in grace, uh, coming to a better understanding of the, the accomplished work of Jesus and the gospel itself. Uh, it, it's an ongoing thing. And, and I'm convinced, Joel, that it will be something eternal. I, I just don't think we'll ever stop learning. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> I mean, if we knew as much as God, then where would that leave us, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah. It's a good point. I, I think, uh, yeah, so I, I think with, with that in mind, we're going to talk some things out here today through our years of thinking some of these things through. And we're just going to let you know up front, even some of you grace radicals out there, you grace renegades who have been advocates for the true gospel of, of grace without the legalistic stuff in there. Some of what we talk about here may challenge you. I mean, they, they challenge us. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, don't take it personal. You don't have to feel like, uh, I'm going to argue with you. I'm going to challenge you on this thing. Discussion is okay. But we're just throwing some things out there so that you can ponder them and uh, just consider some things for yourself. Because sometimes we just get in a, a, a certain, even as grace people, because we're human, we, we get into a certain uh, mindset and, and we jump to certain conclusions and assumptions that uh, might be inconsistent with other things that we're saying. And again, this is not meant to be a criticism on anybody. It's just something that we all work through, right? Right, it's true. You and me, too. I mean, we've been challenged by what other people have said. And I take those things to heart. Uh, You you think, you know, I've been, like you said, it's a lifetime and beyond of, of learning. And I said on a previous podcast not too long ago that, when we were, you and I were talking about doing this series that we're going to do here, or, you know, talking about this subject. And I said, there are certain things that I have not even settled on, become settled on uh, in my understanding. And I'm, because I'm still learning, I'm still growing. Maybe there's a scripture here and a scripture there that don't quite line up in my mind. And I haven't figured it out yet. I haven't seen it yet or whatever. And then other things I've grown in, I've, I've become more solidified in, in what I've seen and what I see in the scriptures. This is one of those cases, I think, where 
previously, I wasn't so sure of what I believed. I'm more sure now with room for growth still. So everything that we're saying here, as we talk about what we're going to be talking about here, uh, you, the, the beautiful thing about this is that you get to decide for yourselves. We are reporting what we see regarding the subject we're going to be talking about. Was the law abolished? Or um, does it still stand? We're going to be talking about some various um, passages that talk about this. We'll share with you our thoughts. And again, there's room for discussion in this. Um, I think that what I would have said 15 years ago, 10 years ago, is different than what we'll say today. And that's okay. And maybe in five years or 10 years, I'll see it a different way. Maybe even after we do this thing and post it, Someone will say something, and it'll make us rethink things. Who knows? Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying I really want to set this up, like what you were just doing there. With, with This is just a discussion. This is just two guys talking some <laughs> things out, and you can decide for yourself what you believe. And that's pretty much what we've been doing for the past 17 years. Right. So, uh, you know, there was this guy. His name was Old MacDonald. He had a church, <laughs> and— he reverse, they're reverse, everywhere reverse, verse. <laughs> I think the Greek word was E-I-E-I-O is how it was spelled. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Um, but I'm saying all this to say some of what we're going to be talking about here. I hope, and this is something I try to emphasize in, in my book, Joel, but I hope we can all back away from the verses in order to see the, the bigger picture, the, the bigger context of the entire gospel and not just not just theological mindsets that we have our minds set on. Right. So would we just, can we just get to it? We spent yeah. five minutes here, six I minutes. We're five, <laughs> five minutes warning people. <laughs> and that's it. And I, and I think it's a fair one. It's a good thing because I think on a lot of things we talk about, like you said, most of our fellow grace people would generally agree with us and they're going along with us growing. We're not, um, you know, cheerleaders just speaking to the people who, who will just cheer us on, but we're helping people to grow in their understanding of the gospel. This is a particular subject where we know that there are other people who generally think the same thing uh, around about the gospel of grace that we do, but on this particular subject might have a different opinion. So that's that's why we went through all that. Um, we're going to start out in, in Matthew 5 here and, and where it takes us here in the weeks ahead. We'll, we'll find that out. But Matthew 5 starts out on what is known as the, the Sermon on the Mount. And really the, the entire, from, from verse 1, I mean really the entire uh, chapter here, along with the next couple of chapters in 6 and 7 of Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount is really a law-based sermon. Even the beginning of it, yes, even the Beatitudes, the, the entire thing. Uh, Jesus never really changed the subject here at any point in time, even though some people will lead you to believe that. It, it just isn't true. It, it's just, uh, it's illegally, or I should say, it, it was aimed at the Jewish people who were under a, a legalistic law of commandments that came through Moses. And what Jesus was trying to do with the sermon was to point out some things about the law and their inability to live up to it. Um, ultimately trying to show them that there was going to be a better way known as the narrow gate, Jesus himself, instead of a set of rules and, and regulations that nobody could ever really quite live up to, to the perfect standard that was required. So here in Matthew 5, um, where we're going with this is uh, something to do with the law. 
Now, you've listened to us probably for many years, unless you're you're brand new here. Welcome aboard. But for, for those of you who are familiar with uh, the Growing in Grace podcast, you know we've spent a lot of time talking about how we, uh, as believers in Christ, and, and the world as a whole, really, is, is not under the law. Uh, and the law was given to the Jewish people, as we said, that, that old covenant was set up with the nation of Israel, uh, not the rest of the world. Uh, very few people outside of the nation of Israel would have been familiar with it. So some things to keep in mind here as, as we move forward. But Jesus said in verse 17, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Um, so I'm going to stop right there, let Joel jump in here. Joel, uh, Jesus just said that he didn't come to destroy or abolish the law or the prophets. Hmm. Yeah, so, so then a lot of people will say, and, and usually when we're talking about the, the law, it's usually a legalist who will come, you know, we talk about how we're not under the law, but we're under grace. As believers, uh, we have no relationship to the law in our lives in Christ. And then someone will say, but Jesus said, I have not come to abolish the law or the prophets. Uh, I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. And so my normal response is, indeed, Jesus himself his purpose in his ministry, like you were talking about, Cap, in his earthly ministry, he was teaching the law to people who were under the law. And, and a little background on that is that, as we find out in Paul's epistles and throughout the New Testament, the purpose of the law, the law had a purpose. It was to shut mouths. It was to make people guilty. You know, Paul even says that it came to increase sin, and then when, it, when sin increased, grace abounded. It was the ministry of death and condemnation. It was meant to bring people to the end of themselves to realize that they cannot be justified by their works. That's really what the purpose of the law was. And the law needed to be preached correctly. And if he was going to fulfill the law then, how could he fulfill the law if he had first abolished it? And so it had to be fulfilled. So he came to fulfill the law. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a jot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Now, this is where some people, uh, some of our uh, fellow grace people might, might disagree with us, and that's okay. You know, again, just, you know, enjoy uh, what you believe, believe what you believe, listen to what we have to say. If you have a different point of view, that's fine. So you would say that the law then is still in place because he fulfilled it, but now it's still in place because nothing will pass away from the law until all is accomplished, until heaven and earth pass away. Well, there are several ways to look at that. Uh, real quickly, one interpretation of this, one understanding from some scholars, are that uh, the phrase, until heaven and earth pass away, is an idiom. I've heard this many times that, you know, like an idiom, like it's raining cats and dogs or one that might fit here a little better is until pigs fly. Uh, not one jot or one tittle from the law will disappear until pigs fly, meaning it's impossible 
that one jot or one tittle will pass from the law. But then he adds, until all is fulfilled. So that's one way to look at this. And, and what does he mean by all, until all is fulfilled? It's right there in the context. All that Jesus is saying, he says, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. That's what he's talking about fulfilling, the law and the prophets. For assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, or till pigs fly, one jot or one tittle by, will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. That word all means the whole, until the whole thing is fulfilled. Again, in the context, he's talking about the law and the prophets. And upon the cross, he said, it is finished. And that word, it's one Greek word that in English is translated as it is finished. But the word means it is finished. It is done. It is accomplished. It is fulfilled. So the law and the prophets were fulfilled in him. And even in the book of John, what is it? I think it's the book of John. Let me look here. Luke. Luke. It's talking about John, the law and the prophets, Luke 16, 16, the law and the prophets were until John. He's talking about John the Baptist, of course. So the law and the prophets were until John. And of course, we have passages in Colossians 2 and Ephesians 2 that we'll get to in the weeks to come that talk about how the law was until a certain time. Galatians says that the law was until the seed should come, until Jesus should come. And so another way of looking at this is just looking at the sentence, for assuredly I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. You know, taking it literally, not as an idiom, but up until the time that heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. So you can look at it that way as well, that yeah, there's going to be a time when heaven and earth will literally pass away. And there's not going to be one jot or one tittle disappearing from the law before that time or up until that time, until all is fulfilled. In other words, it has to be fulfilled. The law and the prophets have to be fulfilled before heaven and earth pass away. And that's what happened. Jesus fulfilled the law and the prophets. But there are many, many other things that people might bring up, at least a few things. And we'll talk about this. We're kind of just getting started here, so we'll see where this takes us, Kat. Well, abolish. What, what does it mean? In, in the Greek, it means some of this. I'll try to run through this here in a minute um, because some of it's repeated. But it means to destroy, to overthrow, uh, to break up, to unyoke, to unharness like a carriage horse, to dissolve, disunite, destroy, demolish, overthrow, to render vain, to deprive of success, to bring to naught, to subvert, to overthrow, to annul, to cancel, to discard, to unyoke. These are just some of the explanations or definitions from the Greek and, and from a Greek lexicon in some cases um, explaining what the word means. But Joel's point here was Jesus could not fulfill something that would have been abolished first. So there's an order here that, that had to take place. And I, I know some will say, well, we're not under the law. Uh, nobody is tied to the law, but the law is not abolished. And, you know, I think sometimes we say these things because uh, another uh, well-known 
national uh, grace teacher said these things, and so we buy into it, and then we start to make our case verse by verse. Um, so we're going to look at some of this in a, in a bigger perspective, hopefully get the bigger picture, uh, and uh, next week we'll be looking at Ephesians chapter 2 here on the Growing in Grace podcast. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.